everyone, and welcome to The Shot. And here's to Henrietta Lovett and the Pulsating Stars. Hell yeah, oh, Pulsating Stars. Different kind of star, though. Mm. Not, not full size. That is really something I like that. All right. So, the astronomer, Edward C. Pickering. Pickering? Pickering's house. We've talked about him many times. Uh, he was the director of the Harvard College uh, Observatory from 1877 to 1920. So, 43 years. That's a long stay. That's a long fucking time. Um, and he, he made significant contributions to uh, photography mm-hmm. and With categorizing and what? With the help of many women. Uh, I'm well, getting there. Behind excited. every man is... Okay, I'm getting there. <laughs> However, what what is remarkable about the team is the women no that, uh, that you guys are referring to. Uh, he had an impre- impressive array of women and uh, which like was... Oh, a binder. Maybe oh, it's a binder. binder. It was a binder. All right, yes. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I remember now the, the I would, political I would, reference. I would, I would, okay, guys, I hold on. That's a different shot, guys. Yes. Keep it together. Come okay. on. All right. However, he, he was progressive in that. However, um, they were typically paid half, half the salary that the male colleagues were, were paid. Yeah. So really no different, no different, no different. than, than no today. Different. All right. So... Uh, like Annie Jump Cannon, who we have talked about in a previous uh-huh. shot, and who we can see in Elden Ring, um, Henrietta Swan Lovett uh, worked for Pickering. Uh-huh. Um, and at the time, women were typically not allowed to use a telescope. So what does she do? Yeah, she worked cataloging and comparing photographic plates of stars okay, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Um, Cecilia, Cecilia Payne Gapuchkin argue that not allowing uh, Levitt to use telescope was a harsh decision, quote, was a harsh decision which condemned a brilliant science scientist to uncongenial work and probably set back the study of variable stars for several decades. Damn. Yeah, the whole world be set back a lot. Yeah. So, uh, Levitt studied a special type of star. Well, I mean, she was studying all this data, but um, she did turn her attention to a special type of star mm-hmm. that we call Cepheid variables. Oh! Nice. Yes, and there are two types. There, there are the short-term Cepheid variables uh-huh. and the long-term Cepheid variables. The, the uh, variable Cepheid. Yes, yeah. And so basically what these stars do um, is over time mm-hmm. they will brighten and dim, this oscillating brightness. And the, short, the short-term ones actually go faster mm-hmm. um, than the long-term ones. However, she made an important discovery Ooh. about these. Yes, um, she made the discovery that, uh, that there is a relationship between the period of pulsation mm-hmm. and the star's luminosity. Mm-hmm. So, why is that luminosity important? It's important because that is a measure of the star's true brightness, how much light it's putting out, how much energy it's putting out, and if you know how much energy the star is putting out at any given second. You know exactly, you can figure out exactly how far away that star is. Nice. Yeah. Everybody should be their most luminous. <laughs> so, um, so this is what astronomers call a standard candle. And so you can use it to um, figure out how far away stars are, not only in our galaxy, 
But then other but galaxies, galaxies far, far, far away. Galaxies far, far yes, away. Yes, Yoda once said, luminous beings always. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so... Um, and so there have been astronomers who maybe will show up in a future shot that actually use those standard candles to figure out where other galaxies are, to figure out an expanding universe. Stay tuned. I, I don't have it in this one, but maybe, maybe maybe in a future shot. All right, so in addition to uh, uh, those Cepheid variables, um, she discovered some 2,400 variable stars, which in 1930 was around half the catalog of wow. such stars that we knew about. Damn, that's cool. Unfortunately, she did die before yeah, the significance one, one of the period luminosity relationship she discovered was fully appreciated. Right, like she couldn't allow it for the Nobel Prize or anything. But Hubble claimed her research should have won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. There it is. We're stealing his thunder in this episode. Yeah. I know. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I mean, I might as well just give me a moment. I, I knew you guys read, read my, read my yeah. script. I hacked your phone. <laughs> that was great. There's been a lot of women in astronomy, you know, so I think it's important to highlight them. So thank you for sharing that. Well, um, Brandon did that as well. I Annie know, Duncan. he's done that as well. We've done that. It's about time for men to be acknowledged for the contributions to women in astronomy. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thank mean, you, men, for acknowledging women. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, the, the astronomers that work for Pickering, Levitt, um, Cannon, Gafferskin, um, but you also have Vera Rubin. Um, and if you've seen our episodes, you know that I yes. really believe she mm-hmm. should have won the Nobel Prize. She did better with a tattoo. Vera just Rubin? Just on your forehead. I mean, it's just an amazing story. And maybe, you know what? I think I'll do a shot on Vera Rubin at some point. And so um, that's the story of Henrietta Swan Levitt. Excellent. And the pulsating stars. So check us out on all things. Check out our main episodes. Check out other shots. And uh, cheers, everybody.